welcome to the Anarcho-Biblicalist Podcast. My name is Jordan. As always, I am joined by the lyricist and poet extraordinaire, uh, Juan. How are you doing? Lyricist and poet extraordinaire of which nobody has ever heard a single word from. I'm an outside artist. Yeah, he, he, he's an outsider artist. He uh, And he's an outside artist. He actually... Uh, that I am. I am an outside artist. You don't compose inside. I understand it. I compose with a hammer and nails. Well, more specifically, a framing gun. But yeah. <laughs> but you know who Fair else? You, you know who else is an amazing composer? Not with a framing gun, though. Kanye West, so I've been told. Absolutely. We are going to make a quick tangent before the episode starts to tell you all about a lesser-known bit of Kanye West's uh, lore oeuvre while he is in the news and what have you for bastardizing the scriptures all right so me and jordan's little friend group have been obsessed with this one verse that he wrote specifically for this fallout boy song in a remix which you know chicago legends both of them so proud as a chicagoan (laughs) to have them absolutely be the only known bands from around here let me just introduce you to the aguirre Allen poll of our time yeah so this is on the song uh this ain't a scene it's an arms race uh, the Kanye West remix specifically. It's up on Fall Out Boy's uh, YouTube channel. And really, it's just some of his best lyrics, I think, so that he's that he's made in his career. Yeah, every artist has this, right? Like, they, they always have the buried treasure, you know? Like, Nirvana's best songs are, like, not even on their main albums or they're on Insecticide, you know? Muse's yeah, like, best like, works is on their EPs. Uh, Death Grips' best works is also on their EPs. And uh, Kanye has it on a remix album for Fall Out Boy. So. Now let's do a deep dive into these lyrics. I mean, we, we, we analyzed the Bible. Now it's time to analyze something a little bit differently, just for fun. A little bit different from the Bible. But honestly, similar in how poetic it is, similar in the structure. Similarly in the obscenity, this thing is bold, I have to say. Just like the Bible. All right, you ready, Jordan? I am. Oh, you already know what they are. Now, I don't know what the hell this song's talking about. Do you? She said, yeah, I've been spending all day trying to figure that out. You too? The arms race made them raise their arms and race straight to the top. Who knew? Right now, they got the number one spot. Do you want that? Me too. One thing I gotta call out, boy. Take a look at Fallout, boy. Since they ain't black, when they get money, they don't ball out, boy. They just buy tight jeans till they nuts hang all out, boy. They figure ye dress tight so we can dress tighter. He dress white so we can dress whiter. So in spite of anything you might have seen or heard, this scene occurred. Word. Just snap, jazz snap for that. <laughs> now a couple of things I want to point out, particularly in the genius annotations. See, uh, on, on that line, now I don't know what the hell this song is talking about Do you. Uh, one Kanye fan makes specific note that Kanye doesn't get the message of the song because it's about Fall Out Boy's time in the Chicago punk scene, and Kanye was too busy making five beats a day for three summers to go out to punk concerts in Chicago. Another insight from the Genius Annotations is on the line, She said, yeah, I've been spending all day trying to figure that out, you too. Uh, which says, Kanye Omari West is in conversation with an unknown woman about the contents of this song. Followed by a picture of Kanye West. It, you know how just like Abraham spoke to uh, an unknown person 
to most people when he was actually talking to God. Kind of like how Isaac was probably talking to nobody when he was in an act talking to God. And now Kanye does the same thing. Maybe she is God and Kanye just knows something we don't. Bro, God is a woman actually. But now, these lyrics are like, what now? Like 10 years old, maybe? Artists, they change over time, right? David Bowie went from being uh, Ziggy Tardust to uh, the, the, the Prince in Dark or whatever. I don't know. But you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes artists change. Uh, they go from uh, George Bush doesn't care about black people to... Uh... The Jews don't care about black people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now, now we want to update these lyrics from being Kanye West lyrics to being yay lyrics. You know how, like, a, a modern, modernized version of a classic. And, of course, to do that, we put thousands of dollars into the computer simulation since the AI's neurologically mapping Kanye's brain. And then we scrapped all of that and had Juan write it. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, the lyricist, the poet extraordinaire, Juan. Now, I don't know what Mein Kampf is talking about. Do you? Ye said, yeah, I've been harassing Jews all day trying to figure that out. You too? Adidas made him drop their funds and raise scab to the bottom. Who knew? Right now, ye got the worst possible spot. Do you want that? Me too. One thing I gotta call out, yay. Take a look at Kanye West. Since they ain't Trump, when he lose money, he don't ball out, boy. He just gets dropped till they nuts drop ball out, boy. Ye figured Nazis dress tight, so he gonna dress tighter. Candace act white, so ye gonna act whiter. So, in spite of anything you might have seen or heard, this scene occurred. Word. Thank you. Thank you very much. Speaking of making Hebrew people's lives worse, uh, last we left off, uh, Joseph dreamed some dreams, then got sold into slavery. Uh, Judah had sex with his daughter-in-law and learned a valuable lesson about not having sex with your daughter-in-law. And... Joseph interpreted some dreams for the pharaoh and became the most important middle manager in all of Egypt. But what about Jacob? He's still kicking around. And what about Joseph's shitty brothers? That They're unfortunately still kicking around. Unfortunately still kicking around. That one is what we are going to get into. It looks like no content warnings for this episode. So. Oh my god, finally a wholesome episode of this show? <laughs> finally a whole episode of this show without any content warnings. Well, I don't know about wholesome. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess anti-Semitic content warning now, I guess. Oh yeah, shit. Not on, not on our part, not on our part. On Kanye's on part. On Kanye's part. Alright, we're gonna see what Jacob's getting up to back in Canaan. Are you ready, Juan? Alright. When Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why do you keep looking at one another? I have heard, he said that there is grain in Egypt. Go down and buy for us there, that we may live and not die. So ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt. But Jacob did not send Joseph's brother Benjamin with his brothers, for he feared that harm might come to him. Thus the sons of Israel were among the people who came to buy grain, for the famine had reached the land of Canaan. I like that God can only be the benefactor of one person at a time. <laughs> for the longest time he had Jacob's back, but now he can't handle two people, so he can only have either Joseph's or Jacob's. <laughs> so he decides to choose Joseph. Fuck Jacob, I guess. The god, the all-powerful god of the universe, switched switch dudes. He, he, he moved on, one dude at a time. Do we know that he's the god of the universe? He could just be the god of the T-Firmaments. 
he's like that's his operating area just those two firmaments no yeah well, i mean i mean we live in the in the in the post retcon universe here <laughs> the post retcon of god almighty and powerful instead of deity of of the israelites specifically so oh yeah famous quote from nietzsche god is retconned <laughs> and we did it <laughs> i also like a couple of things that that stood out to me i like how he's just like quit fucking standing around what, what are you looking at go get us some grain <laughs> also i guess they, did, they were just standing in a circle like you know they were in like the council they're like shit what do we do <laughs> things got kind of difficult now and they're like oh no I, I we like lived in like complete prosperity for the last 20 years I don't know how to work a single day of my life, honestly. <laughs> All I know how to do is murder and sell into slavery. And maybe look after a sheep. Maybe they were like in a voting circle to see who they're going to sell to slavery next. <laughs> uh, it's probably a good call Jacob came in. And it's probably a good call that uh, he didn't send Benjamin. Because he Benjamin was probably next. And they probably would have killed him on the way or something. Based on this family. What a lovely household. What a lovely household. Really, truly Jacob has built just the perfect family unit here. With his one to two wives, two concubines, and twelve children of varying quality. Oh no. Alright, here we cut back to Joseph, you ready? Yeah. Now Joseph was governor over the land. It was he who sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed themselves before him with their faces to the ground. When Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them. But he treated them like strangers and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? he said. They said, from the land of Canaan to buy food. Although Joseph had recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Joseph also remembered the dreams that he had dreamed about them. He said to them, you are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. A scandal. They said to him, no, my lord, your servants have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. We are honest men. Your servants have never been spies. But he said to them, No, you have come to see the nakedness of the land. They said, We are your servants. We are twelve brothers, the sons of a certain man in the land of Canaan. The youngest, however, is now with our father, and one is no more. But Joseph said to them, It is just as I have said to you. You are spies. Here is how you shall be tested. As Pharaoh lives, you shall not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Let one of you go and bring your brother, while the rest of you remain in prison, in order that your words may be tested, whether there is truth in you, or else, as Pharaoh lives, surely you are spies. And he put them all together in prison for three days. Well, you know what they say about karma. Yeah. And it comes to haunt you 20 years later by your middle manager brother that you threw in a pit. <laughs> they said we are honest men. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah. They, they, they honestly did throw him into the pit. <laughs> they did it honestly, and then honestly covered up for it by pretending that he was dead and torn apart by a wild beast. Well, at least the money that came from it was honest. You know, I, I think twenty shekels is about like the uh, market price for. Uh, you know, throwing somebody in a pit back in those days. Yeah, Almost. honestly, it just. Be an honest day's pay for an honest day's labor of throwing your brother into a pit. Cause you have to like, you have to wake up. You gotta walk the dry Palestinian air. 
in the land, and you you gotta find a pit. It could be for miles. You gotta evade the rabbit woolly sheep. Hey, if they're anywhere that Isaac has been, there there's pits aplenty. <laughs> they're just mostly filled of, full of water. And then you know you got you gotta wait to see if a caravan comes by, one that's headed specifically for Egypt. You know, it's 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 twenty it's twenty shekels worth of. Of yeah, work, yeah, and like. you gotta figure, you gotta, you gotta make sure that there may be Midianites and maybe Ishmaelites, and it's kind of uncertain. That's true. Maybe they go back and forth. Yeah, honest days work. So this is where the classic Bible story of Joseph psychologically tormenting his brothers comes in. This is the beginning of it. We're gonna see yet more of it. Ooh, psychological horror. My favorite. Oh yeah. On the third day, Joseph said to them, "Do this, and you will live. For I fear God. If you are honest, men." Let one of your brothers stay here, where you are imprisoned. The rest of you shall go and carry grain for the famine of your households, and bring your youngest brother to me. Thus your words will be verified, and you shall not die. And they agreed to do so. They said to one another, Alas, we are paying the penalty for what we did to our brother. We saw his anguish when he pleaded with us, but we did not listen. That is why this anguish has come upon us. Then Reuben answered them, Did I not tell you not to wrong the boy? But you would not listen. So now there comes a reckoning for his blood. They did not know that Joseph understood them, since he spoke with them through an interpreter. He turned away from them and wept. Then he returned and spoke to them. And he picked out Simeon and had him bound before their eyes. Joseph then gave orders to fill their bags with grain, to return every man's money to his sack, and to give them provisions for the journey. This was done for them. So yeah, uh, next on our list of psychological torture, binding and gagging uh, one of their brothers. Doesn't say he's gagged, but I can only assume. Well, this is rather tame for what I thought he was going to do. Joseph isn't going to, like, hurt them, but he's going to, like, really fuck with their minds for a little while. That would have been a bit like, damn, I've been watching you guys all day. I got a big pit in my stomach. (laughs) Man, you don't understand how tired I am. Like, I just feel empty. Like, like a big I hole, could buy a hole in the ground. Like a big hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I, you know what the grain you came from? You know where I put that? In a hole in the ground. <laughs> I put it in a, in a, in a, in a house, which is kind of the opposite of a hole in the ground because it's empty and above the ground instead of a big, long, dark, scary, empty hole in the ground. And funny enough, you know who keeps buying all the all this grain? Minionites. Huh. <laughs> or Ishmaelites, I don't know. You know how much I sell this grain for to the Minionites? For like 20 shekels. <laughs> what a weird price that is to buy so much grain, Yeah, huh? it's kind of the price of like how much they would buy a slave for. Huh. Anyways. Guess times are that tough. <laughs> the interpreter's just sort of sitting there, not really sure what to do. <laughs> just kind of uncomfortable with what's happening. Uh, my lord, should I be here for this? Yes, are you telling them? Are you fucking telling them? Tell them everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better tell them. Also tell them, you know what happens if you don't tell them? Tell them I throw people who don't listen to what I say to don't do what I say into a big hole. <laughs> they still don't get it wow this egyptian guy is weird anyways this egyptian guy that is standing right in front of us who is the middle manager of his pharaoh middle manager of us all 
He's really he's really weird. He looks familiar. Do we? The the middle manager that put us in jail after we decided to buy some. Did we weed. meet once in college or something? Like you look a little familiar. <laughs> hey, you're spotted just like the rest of us. <laughs> Where you come from? <laughs> They're the only just like physically deformed people in the in the room. <laughs> They're just like oh, something is familiar about that guy. Oh, he has alopecia like the rest of us. <laughs> Wonder what his story is. I don't know. Physically deformed is like a good term. Sorry if not. No, I'm, 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 in my head it's more so just like Michael Jackson syndrome or shit like that. You know, just very rare genetic conditions to come up from. Incest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They're not deformed. They just have you know a rare genetic condition because of their very unique circumstances. Yeah, the genetics are just getting wild with them, and it's and and and, and they and they have they have shit going on that uh no one else does just because of they're they're held back by Jacob. their genetic diversity <laughs> damn all these egyptians look like healthy people i wonder what's their secret <laughs> well wait, they probably do not look like healthy people they're all yeah. starving yeah. but uh but that but that power includes uh the power to interpret dreams that you know that's that's one of the things that those like genetics have brought out and hemophilia all right, let's let's see what the brothers are doing now. <laughs> they loaded their donkeys with their grain and departed. When one of them opened his sack to give his donkey fodder at the lodging place, he saw his money at the top of the sack. He said to his brothers, "My money has been put back. Here it is in my sack." At this, they lost heart <laughs> and turned trembling to one another, saying, "What is it that God has done to us?" <laughs> sack. I'm sorry, but. One of them opened his sack to give his donkey fodder at the lodging place. Sounds like some 1970s, like, gay club little lingo. <laughs> like euphemisms, just like the, the code or whatever. Yeah, yeah this, is what, this is what, like, queer people euphemize as, like, in a really totalitarian regime. <laughs> Maybe this is a euphemism. I mean, they weren't very euphemistic about the, the straight prostitution earlier, but, uh... I don't know. It's possible. I mean, you know, sh weird shit is and isn't taboo in this culture, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stay away from the donkey fucking jokes. That's not my place. <laughs> that wouldn't be right. We can we can talk about it. We can reference it. But it's not our place to make make that kind of joke. <laughs> now, if you want to talk about burro fucking jokes, I'm all in it. Ah, true. I'm just saying, we, sh we share a common lineage. A bunch of farmers with donkeys going around the dry badlands. They're my people too. The Nordenos. <laughs> In theory they're my people, but I'm too far removed from it to to really get it. You know, I don't have those that Jordan Peterson uh Jungian, you know, collective racial unconscious, so <laughs> I haven't unlocked that yet. I haven't cleaned my room today. <laughs> don't worry, Jordan. One day I'll take you to Mexico and I like I'll make you like the, the token guero. <laughs> cool. Thanks. <laughs> I love I love being the, you know I, I I've loved my whole life being the, the 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 token Mexican in the in the in the white places. So uh, that'll be nice to go and be the token the other thing that I am. Uh, Schwarzeneggers or fuck, well, however you say his name. Schwarzenegger. Schrodingers or Schrodingers. Schrodingers, Latino. They're they're too white in Mexico and too too Mexican in the United States. Yeah, when you're both, you're neither. When they came to their father, when they came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, 
They told him all that had happened to them, saying, The man, the lord of the land, spoke harshly to us and charged us with spying on the land. But we said to him, We are honest men. We are not spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of our father. One is no more, and the youngest is now with our father in the land of Canaan. Then the man, the lord of the land, said to us, By this I shall know that you are honest men. Leave me one of... Uh, dot, dot, dot. He, he summarizes what happened. He basically... They, they, they say what just happened. We'll cut ahead a little bit. As they were emptying their sacks, there in each one's sack was his bag of money. When they and their father saw their bundles of money, they were dismayed. And their father Jacob said to them, And their father Jacob said to them, I am the one you have bereaved of children. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more, and now you would take Benjamin? All this has happened to me. Then Reuben said to his father, You may kill two of my sons if I do not bring him back to you. Put him in my hands, and I will bring him back to you. But he said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he alone is left. If harm should come to him on the journey that you are to make, you would bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to Shoal. Oh, okay, so I get what happened now. So, Joseph sent them on their way with the money they were, they were supposed to use to pay the grain? Yeah. So, they, to make them look like thieves? They all have the money that they... For for a mysterious reason, uh, which spoilers, I don't know if it even specifically says, but either way, they all have their money back in their little sacks that they keep with... Uh, with their donkey feet, I guess. And now they've noticed till they were back in the land of Canaan. Yeah. Not well, right. one of them noticed before, but none of them, like, checked until they got back, I guess. <laughs> All right, so... You would bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to shell in about a hundred years. <laughs> now I'll only live 40 more years instead of a hundred more years. All right, so... Simeon is in Egypt, in chains, bound and gagged. Uh, oh no, I just realized. What's up? Bound and gagged by the guy who likes to wear a cat made of it. Oh, oh shit, no. the middle manager. <laughs> Goddamn. So yeah, no, he's bound and gagged in the land of Egypt. Now what they do need to do, obviously, is take Benjamin back. I, either way, either way, Simeon's sitting there in the land of Egypt until they come back, right? They're gonna... Be bringing Benjamin. They're gonna be breaking Benjamin, yeah. And then they're gonna be like to Joseph, "I hate everything about you." <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. They're they're. I can't think of another breaking Benjamin song. I couldn't even think of that one to be honest. I don't even think that's a breaking Dude, Benjamin I, song. I think that's a Dave's Grace song. Bro, like <laughs> before you did it and like caught me off guard, I was about to like say a Three Days Grace song too. <laughs> I had one in my brain. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, Three Days Grace and Breaking Benjamin are, like, the 90s version of Fall Out Boy Panic and the uh, Panic of the Disco. <laughs> Alright, so, unless Benjamin gets broke, we're not getting Simeon back. Now let's read this next paragraph. Now the famine was severe in the land, and when they had eaten up the grain that they had bought from Egypt, their father said to them, Go again, buy us a little more food. So he's been sitting there. Wait, so they just... So they just let Simeon be bound and gag in Egypt he was long just, enough for them to finish the food? Yeah, I think basically what he was saying was like, well, I've d I'm down two sons now. <laughs> I think he was just gonna let him die. <laughs> but then they ran out of food again. And thus sparks a crisis. 
But Judah said to him, The man solemnly warned us, saying, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you send our brother with us, we will go down and buy you food. But if you will not send him, we will not go down. For the man said to us, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. Israel said, Why did you treat me so badly as to tell the man you have another brother? They replied, The man questioned us carefully about ourselves and our kindred, saying, Is your father still alive? Have you another brother? What we told him was an answer to these questions. Which, by the way, uh, just based on the text, isn't true. They just cracked and, like, immediately said every detail about their lives, basically. No, Joseph did not, like, poke through them. They just kind of, like, oh, yeah, hi, we're here. You got another brother. My father's still alive. How are you doing? He just he just gave them the mildest bit of pushback, and they immediately like told them every detail of their lives to to try and prove that they weren't spies, that they weren't looking upon Egypt naked, in a in a in a saucy baka kind of way. If if there was like a middle class person dressed like a cat maid, and he's questioning me, I I'd be pretty open. <laughs> You'd be pretty open to those uh to those questions. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, sure, just keep talking to me. I'll tell you what you want to hear. <laughs> I mean, fair. I mean, it's a good point. <laughs> Between then and now, I forgot about the about the cat maid joke, and now I and now I can't picture like I can't picture anything but like an Egyptian official in a cat maid outfit. <laughs> Aren't they kind of already though? Now I'm <laughs> yeah, but like. What are the Egyptians if they're not big fucking furries? True. Just they got look the fucking at the spinks. Or Sphinx. 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 <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> they got cats everywhere. And they got mega cats everywhere. Tell me that's not a fucking Freudian, like, thing there. Ew. <laughs> They're big fucking furries. Everyone's wearing those fucking miniskirts, dude. Like, they they like they can't they can't really buy a fursuit, so they do, like, the weird, uh, like, the eyeliner and then the, the chin decoration piece you know the 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 snake ear hat <laughs> come on they're furries dude this uh <laughs> i hope this joke carries over in some way to exodus <laughs> we're gonna be seeing a lot more egyptians before too long <laughs> they're just all fucking cat maids and furries i'm not sure what we're doing a bigger disservice to if we're like doing a disservice to the egyptians by comparing them to furries or are we doing a complete disservice to the furries, who are an amazing community, to the fucking Egyptians? <laughs> it's hard to say. It's probably... I don't know if either particularly would enjoy the... Uh, the comparison. The comparison, yeah. We might just be pissing both off. <laughs> okay, no, but think about it, though. Like, if we show, like, a pharaoh who was convinced of his fucking... Um, divinity. The, uh, divinity. And we showed him, like, a picture of a guy in a fursuit. He's like, this is what your ancestors will become. I feel like he'd be like, oh, my God, we have reached our potential. No longer will we wear these cheap these cheap outfits on us. We will become the real thing. <laughs> and these cat boys, as you say. The, you, you know who also appreciate furries? The fucking, like, the hunter-gatherers of, like, that, that, that would be on the outskirts of empires. Because they would wear, like, the wolf pelts, you know? True. And it'd be like, you know, you were a wolf pelt. This guy's a wolf. Dude, a lot and of them be like, like, I hope he is my descendant. <laughs> a 
A lot of the uh, like sort of most ancient crafted items we have, besides like possibly pornographic stuff, is just like chimeras, just like human animal hybrids. Wonder if it's just furry shit. Because like the other half is just like uh, Venus figures, which are like possibly pornographic. Honestly, not much has changed, has it? <laughs> we also do like draw and make a bunch of you know human animal chimera porn. So, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. No, dude, these are these are sculptures. I haven't heard much about drawn porn on like in like caves or anything, but I have seen Well, cuz you well, cuz it'd be pretty hard to jerk off to, let's be honest. You, I'm I'm not going to jerk off to two stick figures. <laughs> Just like the South Park episode where the internet's down. <laughs> you know, I I'm, I'm collecting this kind of aged this episode so bad. But there was a streamer Name I show Speed, who got banned off Twitch because he showed on his stream Minecraft porn because he had a Minecraft sex mod installed. <laughs> so, you know, the ancient, ancient humans might have just jerked off to stick figures. <laughs> did, did he just like accidentally or like... No, he purposely installed the Minecraft sex mod. Showed it on a stream and then just got fucking... Showed it on a stream. <laughs> I think a band. Cool. Also, are you talking? Are you talking about like the statuette with these like really exaggerated body proportions? Yeah, I think so. Dude, just hentai. Like, the, the, <laughs> I'm telling you, we we are the same fucking species of animals as of ten a hundred thousand years ago. Yeah, man. We have not changed anything. <laughs> we are the the more things change, the more they stay the same. The guy who sculpted that, if we should, if I showed him hentai. He would, he would like his head would explode like <laughs> that guy from the Tenacious D movie. <laughs> it's like those. Like it's, he would die a violent death, but in the most joyful way. It's like those tweets about, uh, like, what could you feed like a Renaissance boy to make him just die immediately? <laughs> and like Baja Blast, yeah. Say again. Baja Blast. Yeah, Baja Blast. You know anything with uh, flavor? McDonald's Sprite and like uh, a Cool Ranch Cheeto <laughs> or a Cool Ranch. Yeah, wait. Dorito. Cool Ranch Dorito. No, you know what I bet, though? You ever heard of... Uh, I think it's called the Heart Attack Grill. And it's really famous because people have actually died in their restaurant from heart attacks, from eating, like, just a gross amount of fucking burgers, right? Like, big burgers, huh. deep-fried burgers, all this stuff. Uh-huh. The, the owner wants people to die in his restaurant. Okay? Oh, my God. So if we just get one of those burgers that killed somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Teleport it back to like a medieval peasant, and he finished it. His all his arteries would clog up, <laughs> like blood would just seep off his skin, because there'd be no other way for it to come out. I thought it was bad when I worked at a restaurant where there was like the the staff was very much prepared for people to throw up, and we had like buckets to bring over to the fucking tables and shit. What the hell did you work at, Taco Bell? <laughs> No, too American. <laughs> this place, not Taco Bell, although it's pretty, pretty American. Yeah. So imagine preparing for a, for a funeral every time. Every time you go. God damn. Yeah. You know who else should be preparing for a funeral though? I bet the Canaanite brothers or the Canine brothers. Yeah, they had. I, I'm sure they had Simeon's funeral in absentia. But let's see. But let's see where they go from here. So Jude was trying to convince uh, Jacob Israel to... That Joseph had given them some real tough questions. Let's see where it goes. 
What we told him was an answer to these questions. Could we in any way know that he would say, Bring your brother down. Then Judah said to his father Israel, Send the boy with me. Let us be on our way, so that we may live and not die, you and we and also our little ones. I myself will be surety for him. You can hold me accountable for him. If I do not bring him back, if I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. If we had not delayed, we would now have returned twice. Meanwhile, Simeon rots in prison while they discuss. <laughs> <laughs> he's he, like, he's from like, brothers, save me! This little magic keeps reading me his, uh, his Mary Sue fanfic. <laughs> save me! <laughs> There's just like, there's only just like manga to read, and he just like cannot comprehend it. <laughs> like his his brain just like blots it out, <laughs> like the face of God. <laughs> and Joseph just like again, just I have to emphasize this. You know, cat made outfit just walks up with a manga. It's like you've ever seen one of these. You read them backwards. It's <laughs> <laughs> demons like no, <laughs> I can barely even read. Wait, let me let me let me fact jump fact check something real quick yes you do read them backwards yeah uh you also read hebrew backwards though (laughs) 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 joseph said check this out read it forwards and simeon's like no (laughs) reading <laughs> I seriously did not know that. <laughs> I like to think. Um, I like to think he gives them like the English translations, though. It's like check it out. You read this left to right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what language is this? I, I, I think the closest thing I've seen to it was that weird empire up in the north. <laughs> I guess there isn't a, a weird empire up in the north probably at this point. I guess the... Or Republic. The Mycenaeans probably exist now, but I don't think Rome does. Well, probably not, but you know you know what I'm getting at with the joke. Yeah. Yeah, guys up north read left to right sometimes. Maybe it's Greek, I don't know. Maybe it's Linear A, goddamn. <laughs> All right, let, let's see. Oh, I know this language. It's, it's it's from the people and from the sea. Man, I sure do like those people. I hope they don't disappear anytime soon. <laughs> Bro, I hope those sea peoples stay far away from here, am I right? Hope they don't pillage this old land. I got enough troubles with this famine. All right, let, 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 let's see how the deliberations continue. <laughs> Their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take some of the choice fruits of the land in your bags, and carry them down as a present to the man. A little balm and a little honey, gum, resin, pistachio nuts, and almonds. Take double the money with you. Carry back with you the money that was returned in the top of your sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. Take your brother also, and be on your way again to the man. May God Almighty grant you mercy before the man, so that he may send back your other brother and Benjamin. As for me, if I am bereaved of my children, I am bereaved. So the men took the present, and they took double the money with them, as well as Benjamin. Then they went on their way down to Egypt, and stood before Joseph. 
Okay, so if you have all this stuff to give us presents, how the fuck are you starving? I know, right? <laughs> I was gonna point that out if you didn't first. They got all this shit and they're not eating it. They got honey, they got nuts, pistachios, and almonds. Just eat that instead, my dude. That, sound, that sounds like it tastes way better than just grain. <laughs> also, can I ask you, what the hell is balm? Uh... A fragrant ointment or preparation used to heal or soothe skin. Oh man, the officials would have been a big fan. Bro, that's a treasure of the land, all right. <laughs> yeah, dude, he, he's a cat boy. He needs it. <laughs> and speaking of Joseph, uh, they 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 find themselves before the uh, mysterious and uh, very kawaii uh, Egyptian middle manager. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them. He said to the steward of his house, Bring the men into the house, and slaughter an animal, and make ready, for the men are to dine with me at noon. The man did as Joseph said, and brought the men to Joseph's house. Now the men were afraid, because they were brought to Joseph's house. And they said, It is because of the money, replaced in our sacks the first time, that we have been brought in, so that he may have an opportunity to fall upon us, to make slaves of us, and to take our donkeys. Not the donkeys. No, Bruno, no! <laughs> Bruno, no! So they went up to the stewards. So they went up to the steward of Joseph's house and spoke with him at the entrance of the house. They said, Oh, my lord, we came down the first time to buy food, and when we came to the lodging place, we opened our sacks, and there was each one's money in the top of his sack, our money in full weight. So we have brought it back with us. Moreover, we have brought down with us additional money to buy food. We do not know who put money in our sacks. He replied, Rest assured, do not be afraid. Your God and the God of your father must have put treasure in your sacks for you. I received your money. Then he brought Simeon out to them. When the steward had brought the men into Joseph's house and given them water and they had washed their feet, and when they had given their donkeys fodder, they made the present ready for Joseph's coming at noon, for they had heard they would dine there. Now, I haven't reread the stuff after this episode, but uh, I, think this, I think this is a mystery. Who put the money in, in the sacks so that they could open it at the lodgings? All euphemism intended. It doesn't say, but I choose to believe that, that this one was a ghost. Surprise, this is the Halloween special of uh, the Anarcho-Biblicalist podcast. Oh, let me let me let me just write a quick creepy pasta for what just happened here. Then out of nowhere, a ghost with hyper realistic eyes came in and put the money in their sacks. The money too also had hyper realistic eyes. <laughs> it had an air of uncanniness to it. Then they went back to Joseph, but he was dead. His guts wrapped around his neck, and he too had hyper-realistic eyes. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Bro, you were just a literary titan this episode. I know, right? <laughs> Studied at the best places. Downtown Chicago childcare. Yeah. Creepypasta.org. Just like Kanye, you studied art in Chicago. Now, just kidding about the Halloween special part, uh... 
we read horrors every day on this uh every time we do this <laughs> podcast so <laughs> so this is nothing special <laughs> and also every time i sleep i see demons so true it's Halloween for me every day Woo! all right joseph's coming home now the shit's gonna hit the fan maybe i don't know when joseph came home they brought him the present that they had carried into the house and bowed to the ground before him he inquired about their welfare and said is your father well the old man of whom you spoke oh that's fucking rude <laughs> talking shit behind his back man god damn no, that's, that's like a, a that's like a little passive aggressive thing because like you know his father their father is right there at the table is like oh is this the is this the old man you told me about oh jake jacob's not there actually uh, he's still he's still at home oh no, yeah no yeah he's being rude to him behind his back and number one he's in a position of power over them and number two he's too sexy so they really they can't say anything about it they said your servant our father as well he is still alive and they bowed their heads and did obeisance then he looked up and saw his brother benjamin his mother's son and said is this your youngest brother of whom you spoke to me god be gracious to you my son with that joseph hurried out because he was overcome with affection for his brother and he was about to weep so he went into a private room and wept there then he washed his face and came out and could oh were you gonna say something yeah i was about to say fucking emotional king man emotional king not not too often in this whole type of literature that a man crying is looked upon with sympathy although it's different times so he but he he is hiding it for now yeah but you know at least it's acknowledging it yeah he's being he's, he's being, being a emotional. human wow yeah a human being then he washed his face and came out and controlling himself he said serve the meal they served him by himself and them by themselves and the Egyptians who ate with him by themselves, because the Egyptians could not eat with the Hebrews, for that is an abomination to the Egyptians. Side note. Yeah, side note, I love the ritual purity manifesting itself as racism. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is that about? Because there, you know, in the ancient world, there were cultures that had purity laws that were like, oh, we can't do this or we will be ritually unclean. The Hebrews have a bunch of those, in fact. But, uh, yeah. So are the Egyptians like you become unclean if you eat with Hebrews? Uh, according to this, yes. I've I don't know if that was that's a thing that's like otherwise historically verified. Sorry, I'm just amazed because I was just so casually no, just yeah, put in there. Very casual racism. <laughs> when they were seated before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth, the men looked at one another in amazement. Portions were taken to them from Joseph's table, but Benjamin's portion was five times as much as any of theirs. So they drank and were merry with him. Then he commanded the steward of his house, Fill the men's sacks with food, as much as they can carry, and put each man's money in the top of his sack. Put my cup, the silver cup, in the top of the sack of the youngest, with his money for the grain. And he did as Joseph told him. As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away with their donkeys, their most treasured possessions. I added that part. When they had gone only a short distance from the city, Joseph said to his steward, Go, follow after the men, 
And when you overtake them, say to them, Why have you returned evil for good? Why have you stolen my silver cup? Is it not from this that my lord drinks? Does he not indeed use it for divination? You have done wrong in doing this. Why this is what the hell is this mental torment? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the psychological torment continues. <laughs> just really just really like you know, love bombing and then and then just like gaslighting them. <laughs> like like I understand that they sold you to slavery, but now they actually they actually were honest and brought back the money plus more and did exactly as you told them to. Yeah, they like showed growth. This is kind of cruel. Like, I get it, but, like, this is cruel. Yeah. Especially when you're in a higher position of power. Like, you are, like, the guy in charge of all the fucking grain in Egypt. Yeah, you're you're rich, you're powerful, you're sexy. This is fucking petty. Yeah. Yeah, so thus it continues. When he overtook them, he repeated these words to them. They said to him, why does my lord speak such words as these? Far be it from your servants that they would do such a thing. Look, the money that we found at the top of our sacks, we brought back to you from the land of Canaan. Why then would we steal silver or gold from your lord's house? Should it be found with any of your servants, let him die. Moreover, the rest of us will become my lord's slaves. Uh-oh. <laughs> he said, Even so, in accordance with your words, let it be. He with whom it is found shall become my slave, but the rest of you shall go free. Then each one quickly lowered his sack to the ground, and each opened his sack. He searched, beginning with the eldest and ending with the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. At this they tore their clothes. Then each one loaded his donkey and returned to the city. Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house while he was still there, and they fell upon the ground before him. Joseph said to them, What deed is this that you have done? Do you know that one such as I can practice divination? And Judah said, What can we say to my Lord? What can we speak? How can we clear ourselves? God has found out the guilt of your servants. Here we are then, my Lord's slaves. Both we and also the one in possession of the cup has been found. But he said, Far be it from me that I should do so. Only the one in whose possession the cup was found shall be my slave. But as for you, go up in peace to your father. Yeah, Joseph, maybe y you did them a good enough scare. Maybe you can, like, cut it out now. Ah, oh, great. Now, now Israel is only going to live up to be 30 years older. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're cutting 10 years off of his life for every... Every shenanigan you do. ...day they're gone. For every shenanigan they, that you do, pretty soon he's only going to live like 10 more years. It'd be wild if, you know, fucking 130-year-old dudes only live for 10 more years. This man gave you your infamous, your iconic, your dashing cat-made outfit. And this is how you pay him? With no. a lifespan of only 140 years? No, dude, that was his ornamented robe from the... That, that's his Technicolor dream coat. It's actually his cat-made outfit. His first cat-made outfit, but... That's the one that he was wearing when he got sold into slavery. And, 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 and his brothers took it and tore it up and dipped it in blood. And that's what made Joseph cry. Or that's what made Jacob cry. I think, I think what he's really mad about, more than the slavery, 
is losing his first cat girl outfit. <laughs> Slavery, I can tolerate. But ripping out good clothes like that, no way. But destroying the fit, my first little maid costume. Betraying the drip, I cannot forgive that. <laughs> okay, now I'm back on Joseph's side after I realized that. <laughs> Damn. Hey, Troy, what do you think about the Nazi party? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. On one hand, uh, the worst genocide that's ever happened in history, and, the, and, 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 and ideals that have poisoned politics ever since then. But on the other hand... That drip, though... <laughs> But on the other hand, Triumph of the Will was a really good movie, actually. You know, it was really. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that is that the movie about like the sniper, the lone sniper? And no, that's or... that's that's a uh, that's the Lenny Riefen style uh, propaganda movie about the Nuremberg rally. So, what movie are you talking about? Triumph of the Will, the one about the the rally. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what it was about. No, you know what I fucking confused myself with? What? The the fake movie in Glorious Bastards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought that, that that's what I recognized what you were saying from, but I but I wasn't sure if it was like based on a real thing. I just didn't know about. Okay. Well, you heard Jordan here. A drip comes before ideals. All right, and let's see what the drip's gonna make Joseph do. Well, fuck, we're in a capitalist society. Of course, it does. Do we, anyways, continue. We do be bibbing in a babiety. Okay. We be dripping in a drip society. <laughs> we are dripping in a drip society. This drip society do be dripping the life out of me, though. I say as I wear a white t-shirt and blue gym shorts. All right. <laughs> I'm, fucking... <laughs> I'm, wear I'm wearing like this, uh, uh, you know, gray and black shirt with lines. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, going across and I'm wearing my Batman pajama. Uh, pajamas so it's Hell like yeah. I look I look like something out of a Tim Burton movie <laughs> my hair probably doesn't help either cool you look like Batman out of a Tim Burton movie right <laughs> you look like that George Clooney Batman right now I I can only assume you you have no idea how hard my nipples are <laughs> but not because they are made out of a man's armor it's because it's really fucking cold in here <laughs> got the bat credit card on deck dude all right let's see let's see let's see let's see where the scene goes <laughs> then judah stepped up to him and said oh my lord let your servant speak then judah stepped up to him and said oh my lord let your servant please speak a word in my lord's ear and do not be angry with your servant for you are like pharaoh himself my lord asked his servants saying have you a father or a brother and we said to my lord, We have a father, an old man, and a younger brother, the child of his old age. His brother is dead. He alone is left of his mother's children, and his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, Bring him down to me, so that I may set eyes on him. We said to my lord, The boy cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. Then you said to your servants, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you shall see my face no more. When we went back to your servant, my father, we told him the words of my lord. And when our father said, Go again, buy us a little food, we said, We cannot go down. Only if our youngest brother goes with us will we go down. 
for we cannot see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Then your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife bore me two sons. One left me. And I said, Surely he has been torn to pieces, and I have never seen him since. If you take this one also from me, and harm comes to him, you will bring down my gray hairs in sorrow to Sheol. Now, therefore, when I come to your servant, my father, and the boy is not with us, then, as his life is bound up in the boy's life, when he sees that the boy is not with us, he will die. And your servants will bring down the gray hairs of your servant, our father, with sorrow to Sheol. For your servant became surety for the boy to my father, saying, If I do not bring him back to you, then I will bear the blame in the sight of my father all of my life. Now, therefore, please let your servant remain as a slave to my lord in place of the boy, and let the boy go back with his brothers. For how can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? I fear to see the suffering that would come upon my father. I kind I kind of like the heartfeltness of this, but this is just an iteration of everything we've just read up to this point. Yeah. I hate that this book keeps doing that. <laughs> this book just keeps repeating itself. There's a few more details added in, like, oh, he's gonna fucking die if 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 he doesn't come back, please. Yeah, but yeah, but I feel like that was kind of uh, already implied with the the shield. Yeah, the the hairs on my chinny chin chin are gonna fall down. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of just saying things that's already happened in this book. Also, I love the. You know that my wife bore me only two sons. One left me, and I said, "Surely he has been torn to pieces." I, I've never seen him since. Just like, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, surely. Anyways, I, one of the brothers who sold that brother into slavery, and you and you know it secretly because you are that brother, am saying this. Do you have another brother? Yeah, but he was he was torn by animals years ago. And then just was like, huh, weird. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, is that what you told him? Huh? I, no, I said weird. That's weird. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss. Weird dude. Uh Joseph just saying like twelve things in a sidebar to his interpreter and then just telling him not to say any of it. And they're just like, Wow, Egyptian like it takes a lot to say not that much in Egyptian. <laughs> Egyptian. <huh?"> <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess Hebrew is maybe just like a really dense language, huh? I I, I guess I never thought of it like that. <laughs> it's like with um the ants in Lord of the Rings. Because they, they can take up to, like, ten years to say a sentence. And it's like, huh. Oh, yeah, the ants. <laughs> that just takes a long time to say something in Hebrew. Or, well, Egyptian, I mean. Yeah, I guess so. You know, proportional to how long it takes to write something in Egyptian. No, oh, yeah, you just gotta... At that time, it's just all hieroglyphs, and you gotta just... Meticulously carve car out. Yeah, meticulously carve that shit. Alright, let's see how Joseph reacts to this heartwarming speech. And by heartwarming, I mean, uh... Really sad, actually, but still. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all those who stood by him, and he cried out, Send everyone away from me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers, and he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it, and the household of Pharaoh heard it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer. So dismayed were they at his presence. Yeah, dude, like, God hasn't kept his word for the past six generations. Of course he's still alive. 
He's like 103, 130 years old. <laughs> yeah, just imagine like someone who died fucking 20 years ago to you. Like your fucking grandfather died at 170. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, honestly, could, could you even die before 120 in these times? Not if you're the Lord's chosen. Yeah, only the, the families that the Lord's chosen uh, pillages. Only those guys could die. In what sense we kind of since we kind of figured out that God can only, uh, uh, you know, serve one person at a time. I guess maybe Israel isn't safe. <laughs> yeah, fucking, I guess so. God has two eyes, but he has to keep two on one person. <laughs> he needs that death perception, or they stop existing. <laughs> yeah. It would be funny if God was just like up in the heavens and his eyes were like, you know, go, going left and right. <laughs> just like out like of sync separate. with each other. <laughs> yeah, out of sync with each other. Trying to keep up with Joseph and, and uh, Jacob. Bro, like, like how we've uh, imagined Jesus as like foreskin Jesus. Uh, I I want to imagine God is just too wobbly eyes, just like a <laughs> pair of fucking googly eyes. This this <laughs> in a fucking cloud. <laughs> this is why apparently his angels have like thousands of eyes, so he doesn't have to do that. <laughs> he's fucking uh, he's democratized the eyeballs. <laughs> he's he's uh decentralized the site. <laughs> Man, this is a lot of hard work. I'm just going to like redistribute the labor of this. <laughs> Yeah, and but then he was like, you know what? Let me make humans in my own image with two little eyes, two and googly little eyes, two little googly eyes, really soft skin, and I'm gonna make them eat through the same hole that they breathe. <laughs> God, you sure you sure you don't wanna? I'm also gonna put the G spot in the anus for some reason. <laughs> God you, sure you don't really wanna, God, you sure you don't want to make those two different holes? I feel like that could. I feel like I feel like having that as the same tube could could mess something up. It's like, what? Where are you? I only got two eyes here. Shut up! I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you also want to give them this useless tailbone. <laughs> of course, I want to give them a useless tailbone. Why wouldn't I want to give them a useless tailbone? Oh yeah, that shit's gonna hurt. <laughs> oh yeah, I want that. <laughs> Trust me, if one of them falls on it, it's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> They're gonna be like, ow, I'm having human pain. <laughs> Funniest uh, shit Lord, I ever seen. <laughs> Lord, do they also need uh do they also need the fucking uh what's it called? The gallbladder? They yeah, keep really the appendix. Need... Keep the appendix too. What do, what are they gonna use it for, my lord? Nothing. It's just the time bomb <laughs> I put on them. Said not much. How about you? <laughs> Look, angels. All I'm saying is, if one of these does happen to explode, it's gonna be really funny. <laughs> Why would this they explode? Ooh, this one lost like three quarters of his pancreas. Nice. <laughs> True story. Not me though. All right. Let, let's continue this heartwarming re uh, redemption arc. This heart. This heartwarming reunion. Then Joseph said to his brothers, "Come closer to me." And they came closer. Damn. He said, <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> he said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. 
For God sent me before you to preserve life. Maybe you should have come to that realization before you started tormenting these people. <laughs> yeah. He's like, guys, I know what you're thinking, and it's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it all worked out in the end. You, you guys don't have to feel guilty. Don't worry. It's all water under the bridge. <laughs> After just fucking, like, torturing them for a couple months, I assume. You almost killed our father! I said it's all water under the bridge. It's, it's okay. Cool. Calm down. <laughs> I forgive you for destroying my maid outfit. You tortured Simeon for a couple of months. It's all water under the well, as our as our dear Pep Pep would say. Besides, he learned how to read manga. He's fine. <laughs> I bet he's doing fine down there. I li- and then I like to think it cuts to him and he's just a little skeleton. <laughs> no, I think he, I think he's been eating with them though. To to be fair to Joseph, I think I think I think that he's eating his first solid food in months. I assume. Well, finally, this furry gives something to eat other than catnip. <laughs> he's just been in the that fucking dungeon with the dilated pupils. <laughs> All the birds read the manga with. <laughs> it's the only way you can see it in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, why is Simeon mad? He, I have bestowed the power of night vision to him. <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> like a cat. Alright, let's keep going. <laughs> for the famine has been in the land for these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth, and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh, and lord of all his house, and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father, and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay. As well as your flocks, your herds, you shall settle in the land of Goshen. I will provide for you there, since there are five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. Oh no, not losing your capital. And now your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my own mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father how greatly I am honored in Egypt and all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, while Benjamin wept upon his neck. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. I love that the Lord's plan to make his subjects survive for the seven years that this famine was gonna gonna devastate the the um you know the economy. The economy. <laughs> Think his of the economy. Was, his plan was to uh, send in there the son of a wealthy shepherd and and have him like be like this long term plan for some nepotism. To distribute the resources of Egypt. This is some QAnon shit. <laughs> this fucking long-term bullshit God's plan. I mean, I mean, yeah. This foreign agent comes into this country and rules it from the inside only to give the resources of that country to an outside force. I mean, 
No, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna give all the he's gonna spread the grain amongst the patriots. But we don't like communism. Uh, get your government hands off my fucking Medicare. God, fucking deep states after my fucking Medicaid, dude. Wow, Joseph is the deep state. Joseph, I don't know. <laughs> Enough yeah, of deep, this metaphor. Deep, the word the word deep state does have a lot of terrible uh, connotations that we're not associated with this. But yeah. All right, let's let's the keep. the Lord of Egypt. Let's see what happens next here. When the report was heard in Pharaoh's house, Joseph's brothers have come. Pharaoh and all his servants were pleased. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, Do this. Load your animals and go back to the land of Canaan. Take your father and your households and come to me, so that I may give you the best land in all of Egypt. And you may enjoy the fat of the land. You are further charged to say, Do this. Take wagons from the land of Egypt, for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. Give no thought to your possessions, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. The sons of Israel did so. Joseph gave them wagons according to the instructions of the Pharaoh, and he gave them provisions for the journey. To each of them he gave a set of garments, but to Benjamin he gave three hundred pieces of silver and five sets of garments. Made costumes, I assume. To his father he sent the following. Ten donkeys loaded with the good things of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain, bread, and provisions for his father on the journey. Then he sent his brothers on their way, and as they were leaving, he said to them, Do not quarrel along their way. Yeah, don't fucking destroy towns or kill another brother or anything. Yeah, you all know how this mess started. Don't go about recreating the same situation again. Yeah, don't don't do that shit again. <laughs> you don't want you don't want little Benjamin here being king of the sea peoples, do you? <laughs> Bro, that's how the Bronze Age collapse happened. Bronze Age Bronze Age collapse and right now I'm dealing with a grain collapse here. <laughs> it's bad enough. Shit, dude, I like to think this is the trigger for the Bronze Age collapse and the reason that Egypt was like the only state that like survived it. Cause because of Joseph's off, awesome middle management skills. All because of one brave cat boy. <laughs> the one thing the sea people's going to conquer. The furry state. <laughs> Eat. Bro, the, 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 the last... The last furry of the ancient world. Uh, Cleopatra. Le- the, 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 the final queen of the, of the... Of the greatest furry state that... The ancient world had ever known. Right up until America... In the year 2040, I'm calling it. <laughs> oh, the second coming of the furry state. Yeah. So they went up. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Again. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be like the meme. Where <laughs> a bunch of fucking Freddy Fazbear's are dropping in from helicopters. <laughs> I don't know if I know that one actually. Yeah, when you, when the whole Ukraine situation was first starting out, when it was still just rumors about a war. And everybody thought America was actually going to get involved in there for some reason. They said that all the... Uh, they're going <laughs> to... Yes! I, I just sent the, the, the picture in the Discord. Because I looked it up. Everybody's like, we oh, we're, we're going to send Gen Z into war. They're going to be dropping from helicopters with Freddy Fazbear suits. <laughs> and, you know, dodging bullets with the Fortnite default dance. <laughs> it's the greatest weapon besides the mind-numbing power of the... Uh, 
500 game theory videos about <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's. I love people that, that like analyze lore that was obviously written on the spot. <laughs> and so they just bend their minds in all sort of five-dimensional shapes trying to like make sense of a story that was half-assed in the first place. <laughs> no, guys, it really ties together after uh, Five Nights at Freddy's 12s. Well, I mean, to be fair, I though, like... I pluralized the 12. <laughs> to be fair, though, that's what all for Warhammer 40k fans do. But, like, at least it makes sense why the story doesn't make sense in 40k. Because it's all propaganda and probably lies. And the warp fucks with things. So, you know, we have our outs. Uh, I thought it just didn't make sense because it was made by a bunch of coked-out Brits in the 80s. I mean, <laughs> but, but like, coked out Brits in the 80s were the ones making the best art that time, though. The Beatles. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Sex I love Pistols. The, I love the, 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 British invi- the British invasion of the 1980s. Uh, Iron Maiden. <laughs> Napalm Death. Come on. I don't... Are like any of those from the eighties? Yes. <laughs> the the Sex Pistols might have been, but I thought what what, what was the third band you 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 did? Iron Maiden. I thought Iron Maiden. Oh, Iron Maiden might have been the eighties. Iron Maiden was definitely the the eighties. What are you talking about? Fair, but you but you got it real wrong with the Beatles. I gotta say. Wow, were they already retired at that point? Bro, John Lennon was dead by that point. Wait, he died before the eighties. Yeah, he died in like. 70 something oh fuck I thought. that was a long ass time ago well shit oh no he died in 1980 ah! so, I'm still technically right bitch you're technically right god damn god damn also what about uh who's the guy who wrote Loves in the Air Tonight um Phil Collins oh In the Air Tonight yeah yeah British? no he was he was a coked out Brit wasn't he David Bowie come on Ah, true. Yeah. No, yeah. A lot of good music. Okay. A lot Rob of good Stewart. music made by coked out Brits in the 80s. You're absolutely right. Elton John. Okay, you know what? I concede. <laughs> the Queen? <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> 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 she did the bulk of her work in the 80s <laughs> so um pri- uh miss mrs prime minister what, what what are we gonna what's the agenda for today <sighs> we're gonna fuck with the irish <laughs> oh we're gonna we're gonna give money to death squads in northern ireland and we're gonna fucking we're gonna fucking we're gonna destroy so many unions. We're gonna make the left just fucking collapse on itself and and, and just become new, just become these new liberals, these neoliberals. Oh, I fucking love it. Uh also, uh, get Nixon on the line. I got some ideas for the Philistines. He's fucking conquering right now. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, I think you got your timeline wrong Philippines. on that one. You got the Philippines. the, the, the Philistines come in like way. Way later in the Bible, but like still in the Bible. The Philippines. 
which I'm pretty sure I also got my timeline completely wrong on the Philippines too. Yes, there, was, there were multiple U.S. operations in in the Philippines, uh, which basically the U.S. was pressuring the the you know the Philippine government to prosecute communists, and then, yeah. uh, you know, and then he had the Philippine president on a leash and threatened him with death if they didn't do what the U.S. told him to. Oh shit! Which in a really ironic, the most ironic thing in history. Was the Philippines saying that communist that the Philippines will be free of communism forever because communism controls the state? Huh? <laughs> As he had like a gun to his head the whole time. God damn. <laughs> I don't know if the British had anything to do with that, but you know, I imagine Margaret Nixon, Thatcher would have loved being in it. Because Nixon was on just like because Nixon was just drinking the whole time and was like ten years uh, previous. I'm gonna put a fucking gun to his head. <laughs> Kessinger, get in here. Also, the most bizarre thing about the the Philippines operation was like the the really fucked up propaganda that they used on people, because they would like make they would just murder people and make it look like vampires attacked them. Oh shit! Yeah, that like CIA psyop experimenting shit. Which you know who fucking knows that that actually worked, but if like people randomly showed up dead. And it, and like with holes in her necks, I I'd be pretty I'd be pretty fucked up too. <laughs> no I know when they was a vampire or not. <laughs> I know when they tried it in Vietnam, that shit sure didn't work. It was just like like, and and, and that's a rabbit hole. We 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 gotta finish up this story, Juan. Okay, well, got... I just I just want to say my favorite idea was during the Iraq War. They were actually like thinking of projecting Allah onto the skies over <laughs> over, over Afghan cities. Bro, there is, there is not a single like, cartoonishly evil and stupid thing that the CIA won't do. I think also there were talks about putting Qurans over tanks during the first Gulf War. Jesus Christ! And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't have ha- that wouldn't have helped, dude. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, that wouldn't have done shit. You, you know what did shit was like your overwhelming air superiority and like your fucking high tech. Uh, army going up against you know a formal army that was not as technologically backed but as soon as you go up against an un- informal army that is not technologically backed there 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 lies the issue you know who else is technologically backed <laughs> joseph <laughs> he's got manga <laughs> true he invented manga like fucking Two and a half thousand years before. Well, technically, the Hebrews <laughs> stayed with the backwards writing. <laughs> that's a. Uh, that's actually a. Uh, that's actually a way Joseph influenced the the culture and the in the writings. All right, let's let let let's let's wrap this up. <laughs> so they went out of Egypt and came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, and they told him Joseph is still alive. He is even the ruler over all of the land of Egypt. He was stunned. He could not believe them. I, I, won't, I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. I can't believe it. I can't believe you would do this. Why would you commit suicide? <laughs> <laughs> How did you commit? Why would you commit suicide and become ruler of Egypt? <laughs> I can't believe this. I can't believe you became the ruler of Egypt. But when they told him all the words that Joseph had said to them, And when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. Israel said, Enough. 
My son Joseph is still alive. I must go and see him before I die. I also like how this book isn't consistent at all with Jacob's name. Yeah, they go back and forth, unlike Abraham. Like, I, I guess he kind of got a, a, a soft name change instead of a hard name change. Yeah, you could call me Israel, but, like, if, if, if you're still still calling me Jacob, fine. Yeah, well, I'll do either. I'll do either. And so this is where most people would end the story of Joseph and Jacob, uh, saying that they lived the rest of their lives in Egypt happily ever after. And it's a good place to leave off. You know, the rest of it isn't that interesting, but oh boy, do we have another episode's worth of shit in Genesis, and we're gonna do that episode. <laughs> so we'll see what shenanigans these boys get up to in Egypt next time on the Anarcho-Biblicalist Podcast. Juan, how'd you like it? Honestly, this was this was actually a really, honestly, a, this is a good story. Yeah, it's one of the ones that stuck the most. Apparently, because it's, like, it's the, the one I actually familiar with beforehand. Yeah, no, makes sense. If if you're familiar with any story from Genesis, it's probably this one. Now, but now I'm left with the question: If if Joseph returns to his home, can he eat with them? Yeah, he was kind of sitting. the The, the way I understood it, he was kind of sitting alone in a third place, somewhere between Egyptian and Hebrew. Yeah, I got no idea. By the way, we'll probably do kind of a the next episode we do will probably be our last one on the book of Genesis. So we'll probably do a bit of a recap as well. Just sort of talk about the whole thing in general, depending on how much uh, Bible we have to get through. Well, as long as you don't get sidetracked talking about cute cat mates and <laughs> CIA op. <laughs> Psyops, yeah. What a weird combination, no. those two. <laughs> <laughs> it's the type of thing that you only get on a podcast like this one the Anarcho-Biblicalist Podcast. Juan, thank you for podding with me. Thank you for letting me pod with you. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye.